Welcome to the Fast Forward Business Podcast. I'm Justin Spencer-Young. Today is the 8th of March, 2021. And what I've been looking at this morning is the South African government bond rates. Now, I'm sure to many this sounds like a very boring topic. I mean, why would we be interested in looking at government debt and the bond rates? But I've been collecting some data over several years, well, not that I've been collecting it, but recently I've downloaded the data going back, as far as my data source goes, back to 2005. And I've been plotting the rates of government debt on the short-term bonds, which are some of them due in as soon as March of this year, 2021, and the longer-term bonds, which are due in the longest term one that I have here is the R209 due in March 2036. So what has developed over time is what I think is a fascinatingly interesting chart of how bond rates have changed while certain events in South Africa have taken place. Obviously, the financial crisis of 2008 sees uh, bond rates kind of bouncing around quite substantially with the uncertainty of that time. But what I noticed, what I'm noticing as I look at this chart that, that I think is of interest, is that post the financial crisis of 2008-2009, is if you were to plot bond rates across all the different timelines, short-term to long-term in South Africa, is there's definitely in the short term there's yields or you know, yields that are coming down and in terms of the short-term bonds and very stable yields in the long-term bonds. And I would suggest that the long-term bonds in South Africa hovered in a range between 8 and 9%, pretty consistently and somewhat declining through the middle of 2012 and 2013. In other words, our debt was in fact uh, getting cheaper. However, it appears that from 2014, things start to change. And I noticed this in the equity markets as well. 2014, mid-2014 was when our stock market started to go sideways. Now, we didn't know it was going to happen for the next six or seven years at the time, but it turns out that that was the start. Then what shows up in the bond market is a significant event in December 2015 when Zuma fired Nene, who was our finance minister at the time. And there is such a sharp increase in bond rates through the year of 2015 and specifically at the end of the year. It was as if foreign investors in South Africa sold, gov sold government bonds and got out of here as fast as possible. If you recall that weekend in December 2015, when we had four finance ministers over the course of a weekend. And what that has brought about, it has brought about a step change in the long-term bond yields. So if bond yields in the far end bond, which is dated March 2036, if they hovered between 8 and 9% from 2010 to 2015, post the events of Nene being fired, these bond rates shifted 
up to 9 to 10% range, peaking up at 10%. And then we had this event where Ramaphosa was elected the uh, president of the ANC and was then going to become the president of South Africa. That was the Ramaphoria time. You see bond rates coming down. I should say bond yields coming down because there was this great expectation. It turns out that the bond market looked at this and saw no change. And very quickly, by late 2018, bond rates, bond yields had peaked up to 10% again and have been hovering at about 9.5% since then until we arrived at coronavirus in March 2020. And you see a significant spike in the bonds certainly those that are the, the long-dated bonds. And you see a decline in the short-dated bonds, mostly because interest rates in the short term have declined substantially. There's a, there is a little bit of a recovery from the coronavirus spike, but it seems as though there is another step change upwards in the long-term bonds in South Africa, finding itself in the zone between 10% and 11%. So there's this staircase of steps upwards in the long-term bonds. So why talk about this? What is this about? These bond rates, certainly in the long term, reflect the riskiness of South Africa. And if we go back to 1999 at the second national election in South Africa, we were looking at yields then in the region of 15%. South Africa was deemed a very risky destination as an emerging market. And over time, those yields came down substantially all the way down to the 8% level. at between 8 and 9% that I was talking about between 2010 and 2015. But they are now stepping back up towards that 15% level. We're not there yet. We've spiked up to 11.5% during coronavirus and now back down to 10.26% on the long-term bond, the 2036 stated bond, which is the R209. So for me, this is interesting because this is the foreign investment market looking at South Africa and making the determination that South Africa is becoming progressively more and more risky for investors to invest in buying government debt. Maybe the risk of default is increasing, but certainly investors want a higher return for the risk that they're taking in investing in South Africa. So I'm noticing that trend that shows up in my chart and I look at this on a regular basis and I put that into my pot of what does that mean for a South African operating in South Africa that our debt is becoming more expensive to the investment community. I think it does give us an early warning system of what are the implications for our currency. Will we see ongoing decline in the currency, the value of the currency in the long-term trend, probably highly likely. And thinking about how can I move money away from South African currency and at the same time, property in South Africa. So those are a few things that are going through my mind and I thought I would share them this morning on the Fast Forward Business Podcast. So that is over and out and we will see you on the far post.